Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Sister Night, a Watchmen podcast. Episode five, right? Episode four. Girl, you just trying to get to the No, 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 line. no. I mean for us. I feel you. Technically, because we had a bonus episode. So technically our fifth episode, although our fourth official recap episode. Yeah, it's been flying. It has been yeah. flying by. Season's going to be done before you know it. No. I just hope we have answers. To all of our many questions, including the new 6,000 questions that I have after this episode. And more conspiracy theories. So many more conspiracy theories. We're halfway done now. Oh, Clearly, I'm nice. the looking glass of this podcast. I've accepted that, and I'm okay with it. So you're just very weird. Yeah. Very weird with lots of conspiracy theories. She mentioned theories. her spirit animal is looking glass. Like, that's not a phrase we should ever use because humans can't be spirit animals. But I'm just saying for that concept of what people said about that, I can relate to looking glass pretty intensely because I too can get behind a good conspiracy theory and I said from the very beginning who the fuck is looking into them damn squids and so not only am I thrilled that he lives in a bunker because that makes sense in this timeline that they're living in he has thoughts about the squids he has spent time thinking about the squids and that answers my question of who else sees that it rains squids that they evaporate in 30 seconds and doesn't have questions obsessions curiosities all kinds of things so I'm glad that somebody is out there and I don't want to jump ahead to the preview but it looks like looking glasses in a support group for his conspiracy theories and I appreciate it I talked for like five minutes about the squids because I love octopus and squid is also very good I and if she's thinking sushi fell, and someone the needs girls to would intervene be eating <laughs> belly full um <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm all about the texture, so I could not. You gotta saute that shit. Work that out. Put some on it. Just don't give me the slime. Don't give me the slime. I love slimy foods. Man. I love bananas. Okay, what? Mushy foods. What a leap. (laughs) How how do we go from squid to bananas? But uh, I love how you said bananas. Like oysters being (laughs) slimy. Yeah. Some people don't like it, but. Oh, good Lord. Well, this is not a culinary podcast. It was a sports podcast last week. <laughs> and even if it was, everyone should have just unsubscribed right now for what you were suggesting that they <laughs> if eat. If you want my squid podcast, with a one let star. me know. <laughs> oh, so let us open up with how this fucking episode starts up with um, the Clarks at a very, well, seemed like a bit of an okey-doke het romance. You know, oh, look at us. We're, we're together. The we insurance love commercial type. It was. And they were even... Atmosphere. The soundtrack was a song by, you didn't recognize it, but I did from Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, which is just like, pff, I mean, do we can we get any more American country than those two? Yeah, I'm not and a huge country fan. So islands, Islands in the Stream. We can rely on each other, uh-huh. But not for babies, because that's what we learned <laughs> about this couple. Well, they had, they had it all. Put her on blast. Except a child. How do we know it's her fault? Maybe it's his. No, they, just, they said her eggs were unviable. Oh, they did say that. You gotta let well, her live. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she did live just alone. She was able to live just without child. And Lady True just violates Barged all kinds in. of privacy. HIPAA does laws. not exist in this universe. No. She owns HIPAA, or she did away with it when she formed HIPAA her company. HIPAA is now banned. Because she's like... You know everyone's in medical history. I mean, I like the vibe she's given off. Immediately, what did I say when she came on? I was like, look who were her Lady Spock vibes. Like, immediately, I'm like, hello. Hair is did. Bang is blunt. The, they were blunt. That Bob is an intense. That Bob says, I'm here to do business and take over the world. And she has the curling tendrils on the side of her head. Right. You can tell she really has a very specific look. And it kind of reminded me of those type of tech giants like a Steve Jobs, where he was known for his black turtleneck and like his black pants. And that woman, I'm forgetting her name, who like scammed everybody. 
Um, Elizabeth Holmes. They Elizabeth Holmes. You may be thinking of her exactly with the big eyeballs that she was trying to. I'm gonna have. Are you with big eyes? No, no. So I'm not gonna. Blink. I'm already freaked I'm out. Not gonna blink. Damn it. To leave the room. Fuck. Well, her. <laughs> See, I already lost my train of thought. You, you gave me the big eyes, and it just. She shook. I was done. But yeah, she had that that whole idea of like, I'm a tech boss. I'm a captain of industry. I'm making While she moves. Was scamming everyone with a product that did not exist. What product is that? Remember the blood test? Oh, sure. That yeah. were impossible to do. And yeah. she was. Oh, Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah. I had flipped back to Lady True. But yes. Oh, no, 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 yes. No. I hope Lady True isn't a scammer. She, well, she's making babies. So whatever she's doing, yeah, she's she about has it. some science that is working. Who knows if it's ethical science? I'm going to guess no Probably at this not. time. If she's broken HIPAA, she could be doing anything. Again, now. there is no HIPAA where she's concerned. She's like, I just do what I want. I mean, she came in there with that energy. And I can't say that I'm mad at it because usually you see dudes walking in with that energy like, I own the place. Give me my shit. And she was like, so I want all this right here. This whole, this whole shit. You in? Big HIPAA violation energy. Me. Right. And they're like, oh, it's, a, it's our ancestral home. And she's like, bitch, I don't care. Everyone has a price. <laughs> so what is ancestry? Huh? What's the use of having a home if you don't got nobody? Can't to pass keep it later. down your name. What about your legacy, bro? How about that? You guys can't have kids. I know that you tried. Actually, at a facility right over here. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, yeah, lady. records. I saw you couldn't do this. So rude. So rude. And initially, they're like, oh, ma'am, ma'am, do you have a point? I'd be pissed if someone came in. Like, hey, you can't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want you? your land, and also you can't have kids, so why are you even here? And you're like, okay, lady. <laughs> uh, get out. And she's like, yeah, well, turns out I'm super smart, and I have innovated in the space of biomedical shit. Not a billionaire, a trillionaire. A trillionaire. The which girls is some are going to let her thrive. Big flex. Yes. Flex. And she's like, so I made you a baby. Because she was like, what do you, what do you think you're doing? She's like, oh, I'm not saying I could or that we can. I'm saying I did the baby outside right now. Fresh <laughs> groom a week ago. And um, <laughs> I love how the dad, yo, the dad had no chill. The mom was trying to be some degree of smart. Like, let us be discriminating. Let's think it out. Think it out. Do we Is want there fine print? To give up this house. And he was like, I have a son. Just <laughs> ran over baby. to the baby. Has your I eyes. hope the contract didn't have anything unsavory in it. They, just, they didn't read it. They just signed so it's too bad way. for them. It's they, gone. Yeah, gotten a lawyer. But I guess when you get five million dollars and a baby, and before that you had no baby, but you can no sell your soul or something bad's gonna happen. At least you sold it to Lady True. She seems like she's a better warden if you're Adrian, because that's my new hot take. Fast forwarding, but that's yeah, my hot take. We have a lot take. of hot she takes is, today. Uh, They're good. She got Adrian on lock. But yes, so she gives them a baby. If you were in that situation, what would you have done? What if you couldn't have a child and Lady True? I'm not that desperate for. Excuse me, I'm not that desperate for like my actual DNA tissue. To... Well, I'm just saying, like, if you were the woman. No, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, that wouldn't be oh, me I because yeah. I'm not obsessed. If I wanted a child, I would just have a child. There's plenty of children who need parents, need love. So I don't think I need to put my body through the stress. And if that happened, that wouldn't be the thing to be like, let me do something incredibly unethical or take in an alien baby or some kind of clone. Because I'd be like, I don't know what your plan is, yeah, lady. You're, you're, you're over here dropping off a baby. There. How do we know? There's no blood test. There's no facts. I'm just taking she what you say. She could have just taken someone's baby and just gave it to them. Like, hey, he's a child. No, the baby had green eyes. And that was all the father needed. I'm like, you know, baby's but eyes, other people they change color. Eyes. But baby's eyes change color sometimes. So that could be context. Like, she could have been playing with y'all. But they didn't they didn't care because they were desperate for a child. And so that was what their life was about. So she correctly psychologically profiled them because she knew what she had to say to get what she wanted, which is enough money. And look, a baby. Note to viewers, if a woman comes to your house offering you a child, get your lawyer <laughs> and then continue from there. 
don't tell don't say you didn't learn anything from this podcast right i feel like no one walks around doing that but just in case it happens to you <laughs> call your lawyer and then when they go outside after the mother finally signs the the paper because the dad's already into it there's a uh, some sort of space trash space junk rock from space piece Re of meteor piece of asteroid we don't know what it is but it lands and it goes boom and they're like what's that and she's like oh that's mine because you just signed the paper it's not my property this is my land get out so it's mine actually the eviction process begins now <laughs> you don't need to keep this shit Grab i'll, I'll pack it up for go. you no not even that she's like i'll ship it i'll ship it to your new address just let me know the forwarding have you seen that beyonce clip where they kick out that member and they tell her that we'll ship it your stuff Oh, yes, yes, yes. Beyonce yeah, yeah. Everyone go watch it. It's very <laughs> petty. Very petty, but very funny. So what do you think that thing oh, was? Oh, I, sh I should mention my wild theory. Or The Rock? Yeah. Okay. So it, I've said it randomly we were watching that something in that falling space rock or science has helped her develop her child, who I believe she has created from scratch. As in, not in her womb, but something in a laboratory. Beyond? Yes, beyond. I do. That is my theory, and I'm sticking to it until disproved. Yeah, we have very similar hot takes where I think she's also a clone, and she has... Of her mom. I should specify that yeah, I think Lady she's a clone True. of her, Lady True, and possibly and a combination she has the of her mother of Lady True and her child. grandmother. Like I think she's fucking around because of all that shit she said about DNA, blood, whatever, and different theories about... And, and this also we'll get into, depending on how Lindelof wants to go, because he's working with a lot of theory and thought as it relates to race relations in this country. And there are many professors and academics who have put forth the theory of genetic memory and inheritance of genetic memory and have talked about this as it relates to slavery and other things like genocide for Jewish communities and what is retained possibly in our actual stuff. So it seems like, just from what I'm seeing, that that is a, a way that they seem to be going. And I think that's super cool because massive violations in a certain kind of sense, right? Like on the one hand, you can't change the blood you get, but Lady True looks like she was doing some, like she's on some next shit. And like she has combined, like maybe she's trying to make, we know she's trying to usher in a new world, a whole new set of stuff. And so maybe part of that is what people are doing now, the big brains that's totally not always ethical when you look at what they're talking about, which is another type of eugenics, which is trying to parry down the human DNA pole into what it should be. So maybe this is Lady True's version of the best version of a woman from her family is taking all this stuff from women, which would then lead to these type of memories that would not be the child's own memories. Maybe they're Lady Trues, maybe they're her mother's, I don't know. So yeah, definitely a clone of Lady True and possibly all the Lady Trues. <laughs> Just combined into one? Right, I don't know what she up to. Are you saying the like she trauma must is exaggerated it. because of the clonage? Wait, say it again. No, that she's passed it down, that whatever, that because the child wasn't conceived potentially in, in a regular way, like, and especially with the misandry she's oozing, I don't know that she used a man. I think it's possible that she is innovating in the ways that people are doing now, where they're like, we can just make a baby in this lab, and this is what we're doing. And if she was doing that, given what we've seen of her, why wouldn't she try to make the most excellent baby? And probably a bit of a narcissist, so that would include herself a little bit, right? And I don't know, some parents, that's why you're having kids anyway, for narcissism, because you want to see a mini-me. And so it kind of fits right now. And yeah, Lady True is giving wild vibes. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But I like I like what I'm seeing, even though I could be totally wrong and putting on the clown makeup in uh, just a week. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Yeah, I've been on the hot take later on about the clones. But we'll get to that. Can't wait to hear it. So what happens after we see the falling rock? Oh, Sister Knight. She's cleaning up. That's what that's what's happening. Oh she's yeah, the wheelchair. she's cleaning up at the spot and then gets a call about her ancestor. Oh, we found another 
motherfucker on the tree. And this was an interesting process that she went through, which, yeah, she faked a break-in, which I guess. Just smashed the window. Hey, it's been broken in. So if you hear the alarm, it's cool. Click. The police <laughs> It's me. I'm smashing it in. Entering. I'm like, you know, there's no uh, security cameras. Yeah, why couldn't you just like break the lock or something? I don't think you need to punch through a glass window. She likes property quick, she damage. She quick and effective. She don't care about it. Museum has to damage. pay for this window. <laughs> She's like, by the, the government has enough money. Oh my God, we have to mention that she burned that paper by the stove. She needs to be more careful. That was an old ass paper. paper. It's a hundred year old paper. Angela. 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 Please put it someplace safe and don't just angry, have it by the stove. It's not. Good Lord. It's ain't chief. And after she breaks in, she gets a fucking acorn, an encoded acorn, which I'm like, who? I, I, I wonder what you think about this, because I think of it in two ways. Like, on the one hand, it's like, oh, what is the government trying to be cute about, like, how you get your motherfucking results yeah, so on dramatic. the family tree? <laughs> but at the same time, it's still full of bureaucracy, which is how the government is. Like, here's 18 steps to get this simple information. Like, we could just tell you right yeah, the fuck now, but take this room. acorn, walk to this room where a giant Alexa voice is going to speak to you. A hologram will appear, which that was cool. Then you could touch the leaves. Of a hologram and be like, oh, okay, look, my family tree. But that's also weird because when the museum is actually open during the day, if you're getting your results, everyone around you would hear your whole family tree. Right. Maybe and they I can would close the not room. want someone to. I don't have like bad family history or anything, but it's I mean, just it's privacy. Personal. It's yeah. privacy. I I I would need everything to be closed off because privacy even if you out the window. get in the room and you're by yourself and you can't hear what's happening outside and vice versa, yeah, it could be emotional. I don't want people seeing like whatever that reaction is. Like, what if you just feel the need to freak out or throw some shit? Like, what if you find out your common ancestor was some horrible uh person like a jet you yeah, know a slave a owner. you're like oh god damn it oh fuck everyone leave the room this is uh this is broken obviously leave the room i'm going to thrash this tree <laughs> candace it's a hologram i don't care i'm still going to thrash it because i'm upset so that was interesting i mean technology is places but then it doesn't seem to be other places in this universe and we find out some pretty interesting details or some additional details about sister knight yes now we have a semi-complete family tree yes they identified Obi Williams from 1891, who evidently was the fella we saw in episode one in the flashback. Yeah. And his wife, Ruth Ribison. Yes. And he returned to Tulsa a hero. And then was unfortunately murdered, as we saw. Yeah. So Obi were... and Ruth were murdered. Yep. They identify him as Will Reeves. They do. And somewhere along the line, he changes his last name to Abar. I'm assuming because he's living... His life Living life sketch, or maybe he met government. someone. Maybe he had a life change. Maybe yeah, Abar has meaning. Oh, that's an interesting thing. Do we think Abar has meaning as a last name, or is it arbitrary? Knowing this show, it means something. Yes, I'm gonna go with that as well. Don't know what it means, but it means something. But who is the mother? So who did Will Reeves have? Marcus I told you with. I do not have an answer for this question. Yes. Lady True? I don't know. No, I'm There's just speaking no out loud. No, 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 I know. I'm, we have no clues as to who this woman is. Zero. Zero Lady clues. Lady True, help us out. We know you have a company she knows. that does this. She knows. Lady True owns Ancestry DNA and 24andMe. <laughs> and she uses it the way Zuckerberg uses Facebook just for, to mine her own personal information about what she needs to know about people. <laughs> I have no doubt. And then she kind of has a bit of a, a saucy soliloquy at the end of that situation there. Where I actually kind of liked how they did it because when they identify the ancestor and then she can see baby Will in the only picture that they say has exists of him and his parents, it's in the hologram form and then she bends down and it's like she's looking through her ancestor's face and it's kind of laid on top of each other. I just thought that was very artistic. The cinematography is so great in the cool. show. The editing's really great. And they're really good with their symbolism. 
Because I feel like they were trying to be symbolic. They're like, here's you looking at your past, past looking at the future, and it's all here, just all connected. And we felt like for a moment she was going to be saying some sentimental shit. But like, well, you know, found my family and uh, Finally, you wanted me to find some shit come. out and my day has come. But you know what, motherfucker? <laughs> you know what you could do, though? You could stop fucking up my life. How about that? To you this get small the fuck out. child. How dare you? Yeah. To the child. I mean, she needed somewhere to vent. She couldn't vent anywhere else. She's she like, well, you know. Poor child who went through. She's like, yeah, I'm really bit. so sad that your life was so fucking tragic. But guess what? My life was tragic, too, and I'm sick of your shit. And to be sure, that's the vibe we get from Angela this entire time because she says, what the fuck? Like, four more times this episode. <laughs> like, last episode, where she's just like, what is going on? And clearly, Will thinks this is the way. Like, he knows it's going to piss her off, but he's like, this is also the only way we can get her to the information. So There's also a lot about that that I'm scared about but we'll see right because he said at the end that whatever he he has done something that she will hate him for and i'm like oh, oh my what god did you do? please don't let it have anything to do what with her dead parents plans? what have you done maybe they're not dead Ooh. but well yeah we, i don't no, know that's i don't not know my I, real hot take and it doesn't feel like it's bad enough oh your parents are still alive like that's good news for her like why wouldn't she want to see her mom and dad but something else would be traumatic to think your parents are dead and they miss your whole childhood but what if he has something to do with their death? What if he is tied to that? And also her husband her was situation. injured in a similar incident. So maybe he's responsible for the whole thing. Whatever uh, killed him in, of, um, in Vietnam. Remember they said that... Well, they said it, they hinted towards an injury, right? Yeah, yeah. But he said, oh, um, I think Lori asked if they met in Vietnam. And then she he did. said yes, but he got injured somehow. So yeah, I'm they wondering... allude to some accident, but they weren't specific as to what it was. And we can't see anything on him or how he carries on that says he was in some sort of accident so who knows maybe it's mental trauma or he's just fully healed from the physical trauma like Angela we have no idea so she leaves that library not library what is it the center the cultural center cultural center that's what it is I'm still it's still mind-boggling that you get your DNA in for at the cultural center in front of everybody but after she's like could you just like stop fucking up my life you bitch she hears a, a crash an alarm and a cackling Lori, who we left in episode three, cackling outside after spilling her heart out to Dr. Manhattan's answering machine. And it's her fucking car has been returned. And immediately I'm like, Will is on his bullshit. Will is playing games. Will is playing games. Because he clearly sent that bitch to the museum. He knew that was going to happen. And just at the right time that she's at the cultural center getting her shit, Lori is doing her call that she obviously does however many times a week, just like ritual. The car is dropped there involving Lori into the shit. So now Sister Knight can't hide the fact that her car was taken into the sky, then dropped from the sky. And uh, the pills were still in there. The pills, so. yes, in the glove compartment. Will she take the pills? Oh, Sister Knight, like herself, ingest them? I'm wondering. It seems I like hope she's they... not that foolish. I hope she's not that foolish. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they... That's, some, that's something the baby should do. Like a teenager who's bored. I wonder what these do. My dad's heart medication. Let me try it. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're in the hospital. But I think I remember them talking decisions. about how they were wondering if she would take them to see if he was telling the truth. So yeah, like, who knows? And you know Lady True got some magical pills in her. Yeah, she is. That's part of it. She made her money on biomedical oh, companies. Yes. So she knows so, a thing or two. Right. Which is why I think she's responsible for those damn clones that Adrian's fucking with. But um, yes, 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 yes. And Lori, I mean, Lori is that agent that's always just giving off the vibe. I know more than you know and more than you think I know. And she was giving that whole vibe to Angela and she was like, oh, this is your car? Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Is there anything in there? Is it? Is Are anything you missing, missing anything? <laughs> like who just mm, takes your car? Weird. 
Sister Knight. <laughs> oh, Lori is a Peak fucking petty. trip. She's like, well, anyway, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you handle this. You look like you got everything covered. I'll see you tomorrow at work in your boss's office. Evidently, I love the face that she gives Lori when she pisses her off. She's just looking at her. She's thinking, done. I, yeah. I can't believe this woman is talking to me. She, looks, she look, reminds me of my cat when my cat is out of fucks to give, which is every <laughs> every moment of the day. That's what Sister Knight was totally giving off. We need to talk about Lube Man. Is that is that is next? this after breakfast? I think. Um, I what happened between that? Oh, well, you know what? No, she after the reindeer games of where did this car come from? She goes home and she sees where's her husband? Cal, her husband Cal, right? That's his name, Cal. That's Cal. He is home sleeping with the kids, two the two girls in the bed, and they're knocked out. And then she goes into Topher's room, and Topher, because you know Topher, tough Topher, is by himself, and they have a little bit of a heart to heart. We can tell they relate intensely on the fact that they don't like to share much except with each other. And she kind of hints at him seeing the head being blown off because he says he didn't. She's like, you did. And then he kind of segues into some other shit and eventually he's like, so do you want to crash here? She's like, yeah, I would like to crash here. And I'm like, this is And he gave adorable. her the little what... toy. Yes, after what he asked her if she was scared when she saved everyone, he was like, after you saved everyone, were you scared? And she was like, yeah, and I still am a little. And then he gave her the bunny. He's so sweet. He is adorable. Like, well, Tover has anger management problems. Legos. He, he is a sweetheart. Kid. He's a future vigilante, just like his fucking we mom. We stand Tover here. We really do. And then after that, we have breakfast time in the bars, a bars, Angela's house, breakfast with the kids. And a little bit of a disturbing breakfast. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> These kids have been through a lot. They got dead parents. They were just at a funeral where there was an explosion. They might have feelings they need working through. Probably need a therapist. That would be something that would be, well, good to advise. But instead, Cal has another way of dealing with the, the babies who are like, what What happens when you die? It's Uncle Did Judd he go to heaven? heaven. Now, respect to Topher, who just knows in his heart of hearts that Judd did not go to heaven. I was like, Tover, you can sense that his soul was dark. But the little girls are like, well, so if he's not in heaven, where is he at? And Cal's like, he's nowhere. nowhere. He is nowhere. You're you start, born. You start nowhere. Kid, adult, nowhere again. Right. So you're nothing. Then you're something. You get old. Then you're nothing. The end. And the, girl and the so little girl. Confused. Yo, he definitely put that little girl through her first existential crisis. He left her there at that table like, what is the nature of existence? What is the nature of life? What does it all mean? Who am I? What, what am I? What is my life journey? And Angela's just like, what is why am I nowhere? here? Nowhere. He's like, what is true? And it's like, bitch, that's like, that's a bit much. That's for a presumption. Four-year-old. The only presumption five. we can make is that nobody knows for sure. And that's what you should have said to the four-year-old. This is what I think, but this is what we can't prove it until, of course, you die. So, but then again, that might have been more morbid. Either way, he failed at parenting that day. He, he was good with the cuddles the night before, but morning after, he fucked up. He did. Well, when you get your baby delivered to you from Lady True, you can, you know, tell your kid. The way things work. Go back to the Clarks. <laughs> oh, the Clarks. And how they gonna explain that shit? Well, literally, you were brought by the Stork. The Stork's name is Lady True. She's a trillionaire. And she made you in her lab and then delivered you special to us. How would you explain that to family and friends? I wouldn't. Just, I would oh, lie. I have a random child that's I would mine. Lie. And I wasn't pregnant. And I we would didn't have lie. a circuit or anything. Lies. So actually, I was with this really special You'd have to science retreat. they were adopted. No, I would say I was at a science retreat. They were helping me with fertility. It's a really special you got process. A child within a day. No, see, I would be away from them and be like, my child, like the way that it works is a child grows a year within the first month to make sure that they can stay alive. And I, I would come up with a, a nice lie and people would believe it because I have the baby. 
And also, it rains squid. So is anything off That's the table? True. Is anything, anything off the table here? I don't think so. You Dr. Manhattan on the balance? <laughs> so yeah, that's true. Anything could be Who brought you the baby? Dr. Manhattan. Oh. Ooh, well, that makes good sense. for you. Right? Is the baby blue? No, no, no. It's not blue. <laughs> so after this, uh, Angela goes to see Looking Glass, as we mentioned before, who was living in a rusty old Your bunker. Fave. Right now he is because that's one of my side things that I wish I just had extra money to dump money into because I've seen these old silos. There are a lot of them in New York where it's just these things. And I don't know how deep Looking Glass is supposed to go, but you have these old war bunkers and things that'll go like 50 to 100 feet in the ground. And it's just like an opening, like what you see, and then you climb down and there's a whole shit underneath there. And so it feels like he's preparing for the apocalypse and multi Versions of the apocalypse, which I appreciate. He's investigating the squids. He has questions and he needs answers. I also appreciate that about him. And he also wasn't surprised when Angela was like, oh, um, looks like Judd might have might have been a fucking racist. And he's like, oh, a white man from Oklahoma. You don't say. And I was like, OK, looking glass. He gets it. And Angela was just like, true, true. You got me there. And then pulled you up got me the there. KKK outfit. She's like, check out this vintage, vintage racist Wiz. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wow. <laughs> This is an oldie. This is a shocker. Wow. Would you look at that? His paw. Great grandpa. Or was it just his paw? Yeah, he's like his yeah. paw was a lawman. Father? Father? Father or grandfather. Father, okay. One of them was a lawman. Doesn't matter. Vintage. Still bad. Vintage racism. And so she's just like, could you hold on to this? Because I'm trying to figure my life out. And he's like, so the FBI lady doesn't see it. That's probably a good she idea. She already knows somehow. And she's playing games. She's playing games. We know Lori's playing games, just like Will. And it's like, so is, is everyone playing? Who's having Lady all the Drew's fun? Lady playing games, too. Actually, the only person not playing games and not having fun is Angela and potentially Looking Glass. Because Lady True's playing a game. Adrian's playing a fucking game. Lori's playing a Lori's playing a huge game. game. And Keen is playing a game. I know Cal isn't playing are. a game. I hope Cal isn't playing a game. And Will. We can't forget Will. Will's playing a game. Hmm. Because he could just come right out and say it. Just like Lady True calls him passive aggressive with his attempts. And he's like, but bitch, what about you? And she's like, okay, we're not talking about me. <laughs> this so, is about you. This is about you and how you're dealing with your granddaughter. I wonder who Looking Glass's ex was that he mentioned had a lab. I thought it was Lady True, but that'd be very. Oh my God. Also, imagine wow. dating Looking Glass. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> Can you sob with conspiracies and come to dinner? Can we that, get out of this bunker and go to Chile? Those relationships work when you are on the same wave of conspiracy theories and bunkerism because then no one's upset about the fact that you're in a bunker. But if you can't get with the vibe of being in a bunker, that relationship is doomed. But then no one's going to pull you it's back doomed. when you're really far You've got to be there. pulled back. got to be out there all the way out. Are you sure the that conspiracy out. theory makes sense? <laughs> Do you want to go outside? I'd be like, babe, that's why it's called a conspiracy theory because not everything makes sense. Okay, <laughs> best guess. So you're made for each other. That's that's a stretch. That's a stretch. I'd rather be hooked up with Lady True if I had to pick someone because she got money, she got She's resources, sure. and she looks like her secrets are more fun. So she'd give you a nice house in the Bahamas. I'm like Lady Spock, luxurious. You know, like you could role play with Lady True without costumes, just as she is, <laughs> as she is. Come as you are, Lady True. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think she's bringing anyone to the boudoir. She's just giving me energy. She's giving me energy like I am I'm the queen of my kingdom. And whatever way she gets pleasure is probably more akin to like Lori shit. Like something she's organized or built or has complete control over. That's a deep pull, but that's what I'm going with for now because just the energy she's projected this episode until we see that she is like Lori with fuck boys, little fuck toys that are just little intern men. Here's the boardness. Petey. <laughs> insubordinates I I would like to hope that Lady True has higher standards for herself than Lori who was like I'm usually slumming it with my Dr. Manhattan giant dildo but today I'll take P I'll take you Petey 
That's fine. Oh, Lori, have some standards, girl. But yeah, she's depressed. Like, Lori. She's depressed. We know you can do better. Like I saw something um, last week from Linda Loft. It was like a quote about, had something to do with Lori and the big blue dick. And it was essentially like, well, once you have, you know, the most powerful man in the universe, how do you go to another dude? And I'm like, I guess. And so I had to think to myself, because, you know, me ask too many questions. And I'm like, that seems OD fresh because he didn't seem like he was exceptionally gifted in the stuff. But that's like really movie Watchmen that's leaving its impression. And we know Dr. Manhattan can do whatever he wants. So he can grow stuff, shrink stuff, do things in process. So I thought about it. And I was like, damn, he's right. He's right. But Dr. Manhattan knew what to do because he would have to know what to do and could modify his shape and form any way Lori needed at the time. That's why she's a hot mess where she's like, this android dick does not do enough for me because it is not my beloved. But also in the comic book, he split when they're having sex. Yes. And then she got pissed off where you're not really there. You don't care. She wishes she never complained about that. (laughs) (laughs) What she should have requested was a, a threesome. She's like, you split. But how about one of you doesn't go away? The other one stays here. And you put in that work. Now that's what she should have <laughs> said. That's what she should have said. We need compromise, to Lori. Book for this. Compromise or be like, split yourselves into three or four. Can you leave three to three to dudes in a room, and one of you goes to handle I your guess, science yeah. shit? We need to rewrite. He could have made it happen. He was yeah, super he's smart. Super powerful. Oh, and also how Looking Glass called Lori weird, and I oh, yeah. had to laugh at that. You had to, but it's also the true. The pot calling the kettle black. They're both super weird. Uh, no one better to spot a, a weirdo than another weirdo to be like, I see you, weirdo. And that's Lori. Like, what, girl? We already know that she would be getting up to some weird shit on Saturday nights. <laughs> and then um, we see Angela dispose of the wheelchair. I like some sort of dump. She throws it over an overpass. Was that onto like a that. train or is that a truck? It looked like it was like a moving barge of trash, like a, on a train track, but just taking it somewhere. And then we kind of see like some weird... Silver Surfer. The entrance of lube, man. Bodysuit made for like Burning Man if you were cosplaying the Silver Surfer, but like at a sex party. Because that's the weird vibe I got from that outfit where I'm like, that's really So the great tight. value Silver Surfer? Worse. Because it's like kinky surfer. Like I feel like that's the outfit you wear when there's something else going on in the room. Like you're not all PG for Silver Surfer. You're doing something else in the kink category. And that's where he was. And the fact that he lubed himself up with some freaky oil to get so into the sewer. Weird. I thought he was a uh, bait for a while where he'd run somewhere and people would and hop then, out. But right. he was just doing weird stuff. He was just staring at her and being weird. And, and being I'm like, tacky. I hope that's not your brother. I hope that's not a relative trying to be like, this was Will's plan. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Will is so fucking it's weird. Brother. He just wanted me to go stare at you real quick and give you a clue. Because that's what he does. He's like, I'm staring at you. I make you notice me. Then I run away, drop my little fucking utility pack. After spraying myself with stuff and slide into the fucking sewer like a goddamn Cirque du Soleil it. And I said, who? What kind of escape plan says go into the sewer in a bodysuit? It's like you're sliding into home with that. Nicole, that bodysuit is porous. So Ooh. you know that when he was in that sewer water, it was all up into places that don't Ew, belong. I didn't think of that. I now did. I'm disturbed. I did. Because that's what happens to me when I watch things and too many details come into my mind. I was just like, this is grotesque. You need to rethink your vigilante outfit. The design was so bad. So tacky. Rethink the concept of how you escape. So he's just <laughs> walking around with that outfit trying to find a crime. Imagine seeing someone like that. If I was getting mugged, I wouldn't ask him for help. Like, I'm fine. Can you, like, get someone else? Could you back help? the fuck off? You're creeping me this out, bro. This is weird. Like, I, what are you going to do? I feel like you're about to sexually assault me in this outfit. And I don't. That's not a good feeling. Not a good feeling. Then please. <laughs> someone get the popo. Help. <laughs> and so he disappears and I feel like I saw and hopefully that was just like the stunt person is okay because I feel like I saw a little head bob like into the sewer it was and maybe CGI near the end 
I hope like, that it was CGI, but I would agree. also be very impressed if someone did that stunt and pulled it off. But I feel like also the margin for error is very wide. Great flexibility. But just the margin of error, just you know, like, hitting your head like that's yeah, like it's an possible. intense way to fuck up a stunt. But then again, people are supremely talented yeah, to do stunts. Also so. died doing stunts. So I don't. Yes. I don't know. Since the dawn of stunt time, people have died doing yeah, stunts. And unfortunately, even recently. Um, a number of people have died. But yeah, so if someone actually did that, shout. We'll try to figure out if that really happened before next episode. But it was weird. Watch him become a major plot point. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised. It just adds to Angela's confusion. Of what the fuck? Which girl? Yes. What the fuck was we that? We all said it with What was you. that? We were all on the same page there. And then she takes it back to the precinct, right? To try to tell. Oh, wait. Actually, I think she sees Keen before then. Like on route. Oh, the elevator. The precinct, yeah. Right. And he basically lets it drop that. Oh, hey, Sister Knight, Angela. Oh, whoops. Wasn't supposed and to she's know like, that. There's people around. What's wrong with you? You're a senator. You made the law. And he's like, oh, am I not supposed to know that? Okay, dude. So I'm back on my theory that I never left that he definitely knew Judd was I a white supremacist, at least sympathizer. We'll you see. do that. You do that. You hold fast to that optimism and that hope. I just need someone to be generally like, good. Someone be good. That's looking glass. Everyone's bad. <laughs> But maybe he's glass. actually bad. You don't know. Looking glass? Oh, my conspiracy theorist. I just think he's a traumatized man <laughs> trying to make it in this fucked up world and hides his face behind the... No one's who they seem. Which is why I think next episode is Looking Glass's episode for us to get to know him better and what makes him tick. We'll find out whose ex was. Oh, maybe so. She was powerful. smart. Yeah. Which means there's, she saw something in him because smart bitches don't just be hooking up with... Uh, Dudes without attributes. I would hope. I would hope. Maybe she works at Lady True's labs. Maybe, Maybe that would be cool. In, because they said they couldn't use the police labs, or she didn't trust them, or something else. So she had to be working externally. But I wonder where. I know. Hmm. So after Keen, we see her talking to was it Pirate Jenny in the Red Scare to tell him about the goo guy, and they're basically like, oh well, you know, if he wasn't wearing a cavalry mask, did he have lettuce? <laughs> They're like, listen, Lori doesn't care about your stupid crime if it doesn't have anything to do with the seventh cavalry. Right. Because they mentioned the new boss. And she's like, new boss, who's that? And they're like, oh, look, in Judd's office. And there's Lori um, kicking back. She's like, kick off your shoes and relax your feet, party on down to the new Lori beat <laughs> in this precinct. And no one's happy about it. I have a sister night says to her, you're going to piss people off by being in this office. And she does not care. She's like, <laughs> Uh, well, he's not alive anymore. She's like, darling, sorry to ever this give you the impression that I open. give a fuck about <laughs> what people think about me. You must be confused. I'm above that pay grade. I'm above the pay grade of caring. And when she goes in to talk about Lori, Lori has info about her stolen car and that there were fingerprints found, of course, her family and her and some acquaintances, but there was an unidentified one that she had to send over to Quantico, right, to get identified, which is like interesting that the resources of the regular PD could not identify this person. But of course, some other database that the feds have access to was like, we know who this is. This is Will. And she's like, oh, shit. And Lori's like, do you know who that is? And of course, Angela's like, no, who's I don't. Will. Will never. I don't know her. I love how she Lori mentioned the wheelchair and she's again being the petty queen that we love because she definitely knows that Will is involved, but just throws in a wheelchair. He's exactly. 102. Anyways, let's move on. Anyways, you know, because it's really weird that, like, you know, he's 100 and what a you would need a wheelchair. What a, what a strange coincidence. And she uses coincidence that aren't really coincidences the entire episode when she's talking to Angela. And she also mentions that Will was apparently a cop in New York City. 
and then he retired young yeah. and disappeared, which is interesting because that immediately interests Angela. She's like a cop, like me. Oh, runs in the family a little bit. It looks like the desire to protect those who cannot protect themselves, at least in theory, you know, with what law enforcement officials should do is something that perhaps runs in the family long time. Yeah, From the Bass Reeves, the serving Lovely. of in the war to Bass Reeves to her granddad and now her and who knows how many other people run law enforcement. Which is definitely something we've seen like from the beginning, this concept of the ethical nature of law enforcement from this perspective of this ethnic group versus the perverted perspective that has happened because of the history of racism in this country if you are an all-white precinct. Chances are there's some fuck shit afoot in that precinct and someone needs a class. That is sure how mirrors Judd, but negatively. Right, exactly. And then we're like, her booty call knocks. P-Day! P-Day, P-Day, P-Day. Oh, my P-Day. I... Can't deal with him anymore. He's kind of annoying. I can't, but I can only hope that she pegged Petey with a giant Dr. Manhattan. Oh. I know. Look, I think Petey's down for whatever. Petey was a groupie. That Petey's like, yeah, babe, let's, let's, Miss Lori, Agent Lori. I wonder if he told his trying. friends, his Argentinian connection. <laughs> he would have to brag because he was all into the fact that she, oh my God, she's the daughter of the community. Could she get fired for that? Spectre. Probably. I think she's above the pay grade. What is the FBI Do you think they care? relationship policy in this universe? I think it only matters if you're a subordinate. But if you're at Lori's level with her history Just and her want. clearance, who no one seems to be talking to Lori about like, are you following rules? Like, as far as we can see, that Lori's not had to report to someone else. Well, the police in this do part. a lot of illegal things. Well, in our eyes, living in our universe. Oh, sure. So Lori's a Fed, and she is one of those Feds with mad clearance at you know close to the top. So we don't even know whoever is checking her, who's supposed to be her checks and balances. We haven't even seen them yet. They've been they a non-factor, right? Oh, the the manager we saw at the PowerPoint. Ish. But he just Ish. gave her a assignment and said, "Do whatever." Right? Bring they could whoever. have been on the same ish level, where it's like, "I'm in the desk. I'm a desk person now. You're the field person that does this stuff because you're the best." So I don't know, but but definitely we don't get the idea that Lori is low level. Like she's high level. She no, knows yeah, more she's than she's saying, high. and she keeps letting people know, "I know more than what you're telling me." So whenever you're comfortable. To be honest about what's happening here, let me know. I'm just going to let you know in these really subtle but not so subtle ways that I see through your bullshit. Angela, sister <laughs> Knight, like she keeps saying, wheelchair, like she keeps saying all kinds of shit. Just was like, Angela, you and look away. And then Angela Angel just looks at her like, bitch, that's not. Are you kidding? I love when they're in the car and she was talking to her and then sister Knight turns around, puts her elbow on the seat and just stares at her. Yo. Regina King is just giving me life in She's this role. She's such a great such actress. Life. She is so I'm great. I'm thinking Beale Street where she plays a dramatic role and she's trying to get justice for her son. And then this one where she's like this badass. It's so, so different. much range. So, so much range. She has the range, darling. She has so much range. <laughs> yeah. And Emmys and copious awards. Fucking show it. All we can do is stand, honestly. Yes. Yes, also, Regina, if you're listening, we're still willing to have you on the show. Just Regina, what up? Oh, you're doing fantastic. We love it. You're doing great, sweetie. So great. And then I guess they're driving out, right? She's driving out to what is ultimately Lady True's thing with um, Lori. And she's essentially asking her why the FBI gives a shit, right, about her car. Because that's the whole the way that conversation ends in the office. She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, look. Oh, PD's in. We got new information. Great. About your stolen car. What a coinky dink. <laughs> Yuck. Let's go see about it. And then, you know, she's like, so what's up with the FBI being all interested? And Lori essentially says something about she doesn't think anything's a coincidence that's happening with Angela. She's like, oh, so the car gets taken from this spot and returned in this spot. That's super weird. Just all these coincidences lining up. She's just laughing up. about it. 
when it comes down. Yes. And so she refers to it as a thermodynamic miracle. And it's like, okay, you're flashing back to Pillow Talk with Manhattan. And uh, <laughs> I'm, Angela brings I'm it back for you, and right. stares at her. Angela's like, your relationship sounds weird with that. If this is the kind of stuff We're you guys talk about, from this. the pillows. And she does say something about Cal, too. Like, oh, Cal's not bad. And it's like, clearly She's you want to bang Cal. Cal. She's obsessed with Cal. She's mentioned him in she every wants her episode Cal. so far. Oh, Cal is a great husband. He's very hot in the last episode. Right. And now, oh, I talked to Cal. She's like, I would like to hop on Cal's Stay snob. Stay away from Cal. Are you Cal. guys Polly? Like, how does this work? <laughs> Stay away from Cal. Please. Stick with Petey. Petey and the attachment. Even though she's so petty, I still like her character. But if she does, yeah. Yeah, but if she does anything fun. with Cal, I will quit the show. And if Cal does anything with her, he should quit his Lori. own life. Because not only will he be in danger, <laughs> real physical danger from Angela, and he should know that, that the physical danger of losing his life is real. But why would you do that? Lori over uh, Sister yeah, Night? Angela Sister Night looks like she is in bounce. shape. She is working out. She is hopping things yeah, and beating jumping, people down. She's doing this She protects you, everyone. Cal. Angela, are we safe? So he can't be fucking around with Lori. I hope not. Don't do that. That seems like you're just asking Worst things to have, have bad things happen to you from your homicidal wife who totally can kill you very easily. And they finally pull up to, oh, wait, no. Before I say that, we should mention that because Angela's trying to get to the heart of what the fuck Lori's issue is with her obsession or fixation, and Lori's talking about trauma, trauma. What motivates you to be a vigilante? Where, oh, what happened to your parents? Oh, you're an orphan? Oh, that explains it. Oh, oh, oh. And she was being a little condescending. I feel like, it was kind of a compliment, but it was condescending in the same way to be like, well, now I figured you out and why you like to help people. And then she divulges that she, too, wore a mask. Yes, we. we I think we that. mentioned this a few episodes ago, we, we like the background of her right. in the novel. Which is super fun. Super fun background. And she has Petey give the rundown of the biography because he and knows he's it. Really he's really excited fanboy. about it. He's like, really? They really? do know the really? specter in the immediate. And they were together. Had a kid. And it was her. And he was like, yeah, they were in the Minutemen. And Angela's like, like the TV show. And he's like, not like no, the TV, no, not no, like the TV no. show. TV accurate. show's an abomination. <laughs> it's an abomination because actually, Silk Spectre was assaulted. <laughs> Comedian <gasps> tried to rape her. And he like says it, I think, at least twice. And Laura's like, okay, like, we get it. You can, yeah, I know. She's like, that's this my trauma. My so put it T all out there. TLDR. The I'm fucked up too. <laughs> okay, okay, sweetie, we can relate. And Angela's just like, oh, okay. Well, all right. Now I know that. That's interesting to know about you. It seems like it's kind of making fun of also hero origin stories where everyone is an orphan. Superman yes, sent yes, to Earth, orphan. Yes. Batman, parents killed, orphan. Orphan. And this is what motivates you to seek out justice. Make sure no one else suffers Has a to similar suffer fate. the same thing you do. Right, right. Very tropey. But like self awareness tropey. Yeah, like Stephen I feel like King and Scary Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah self aware. And so when they finally arrive to the, the the massive technological wonder of the clock tower from Lady True, I everything about this place, I love. I mean, the first thing I noticed was like, I didn't notice any men. And it was just like a minor difference, but it's just because just usually when you see tech stuff in buildings and offices, you're always going to see a shit ton of men just as the extras milling about. And immediately my mind, because it's something you don't see, I was like, there's no men in this scene. It's interesting to me that the tech person they're talking to that's demonstrating this little hovercraft thingamabob is a woman. And then when we got confirmation about five minutes later when they were trying to go back and uh, Beyond said to Petey, she was like, oh, sorry, sweetie. Ladies only. You can't come back here. I was like, bitch! <laughs> Flip the script on him, lady. He's ladies. super annoying. Leave him in the back. Petey doesn't need to be anywhere. 
He's go home, Petey. <laughs> go home. <laughs> we don't need you, Petey. I don't think they said the name of what that thing was. So I'm just going to call it a magical true hovercraft at this time made with science. And Lori inquires about whether or not it could pick up a car. We knew that it dropped the car. Thing. Like we know. Mystery solved. Mystery. It was Especially Night yeah. Owl. Yeah. Does Night Owl exist in this universe? Because she talks about her ex being Dr. Manhattan, but makes no mention of being with night owl at any point in time and that we would be... have to assume because she has an owl i mean that's what we're going with because that's nothing is nothing is incidental in the show so i feel like they she has an owl pet because of this and maybe it won't become relevant to mention until another episode if they bother that's true. at all but also i guess you're right where her relationship with night owl was secretive in the book well the people knew they were dating right but the public didn't the public then didn't they took know. those right. new identities so yeah i guess she might have dated him, but it's not public, so no one knows. Yeah, not even Petey. Petey. The Wikipedia. Wikipedia Petey. That's his new nickname. And when Lori starts to ask more questions of the tech person about like, oh, hey, like, who was around here last night? How many night? do you have? Who has access to this shit? How many y'all got? She's like, girl, that's classified. I can give that information. Because we're a side eye. Oof. Who's talking to me? And Beyond appears out of, out of nowhere, like a... With her know. beret and her style. She's like, hey, sorry you're talking to the peons. We usually let them handle these types of things, but come back here with me. And I was like, girl, yeah, you just shaded this tech like, person. She probably rude. has like three degrees because she's fucking with a hovercraft, but you're like, whatever, peons. She's going to put her, like her, what is that? The letter of resignation out. Tomorrow. Oh, the tech lady? I was so disrespected. You Called know what, the though? subordinate. I'm as done. disrespected as she was, I bet she will not find another workplace that's talking about you can't come back here, ladies only. Like I don't, I don't know where else she's gonna find chilling. that energy. A trillion dollar woman who's like, I'm gonna do what I want and create the world that I want, including recreating Vietnam in my fucking space. Like, do you, Lady True? <laughs> Go for yours. And she starts giving them a rundown. After she's like, Hey, I'm beyond. I'm the daughter. What's good? And they but ask is she about the, the daughter. Building. We'll talk about that later. Yes. If she's giving them a rundown of the tech and stuff. And they're like, oh, you're basically building the eighth one of the world. And she's like, no, bitch. The first wonder of the, of new, the world. new world. And I was like, okay. Thank you very much. I like that. And when Angela asks what it does, she's like, it tells time. And I'm like, that's a trick answer. And Is then, it a time machine? <laughs> but remember at the beginning, she got pissed at that woman. When she said, oh, you're the one building the clock. And then she's, she said, oh, no, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. So I wonder what she's actually making. What are you doing, Lady True? She... It's the long game. Whatever the long game is, Will is involved. And it probably involves keeping Adrian locked up for some reason or another. But they go back and they see Lady True and her Vulcan oasis that's recreated to look just like where she was born in Vietnam, which is super cool. Um, she's adding more oxygen to the world. Those plants looked real. So at least good she's doing her. something good. Right? And she does greet them both by their name. Like she already knows what's up. She's like, I'm Detective Knight. Agent Blake. Agent Blake. There we go. And immediately Sister Knight's like, mm, I hate when people know my name. Either my code name or my real name. Everyone I just don't like when people identity. says my name. What's going on? What is it? Like three people that know her identity so far? Right. She's not safe. People know who you are. Lori tries not to say or she doesn't give the information when Lady True was like, well, whose car is this? Like, what's going on with this? And she's like, that's neat oh, to random know. Person. And Angela's like, it was mine. mine. I feel like Lori was like, girl, we, maybe we should have talked longer in the car about the strategy <laughs> of getting information. And then Lady True was like, oh, so it's personal. And I'm like, girl, you already know it's personal. You already know. Yeah, you're like, you know Lori, know. you're lying about what you know, girl. But favorite part of this motherfucking exchange is after they go on with the pleasantries. Oh, I'm going to <laughs> Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Oh, Vietnam. Oh, great. And Lori's just looking at some plants and shit. And she's offering her condolences about the law. And she's like, hey, I, there was this thing, just a little thing. 
I used to hear back when I was a child in Vietnam, AKA, your grandfather wants to know, did you get the pills? And Angela's response, like, oh, you know what? That's funny. Because I, I had an anecdote, too, that I know, that I remember from Vietnam. Tell that old motherfucker he could tell me his goddamn self, bitch. <laughs> how about that? I like how she says, oh, I, I didn't hear that one. That must be new. You know what I'm waiting for? Episode five, for Lori to be like, I, I understand Vietnamese because we did take over their country and it became a requirement for some of us to learn Vietnamese. So I know what y'all just said. Or do we think that Lady True has the intel to know that? I think she knows she that she doesn't speak, speak Vietnamese. Vietnamese. But what if she recorded it? Because Lori's, Lori could be that sneaky to be like, I'm going to record this interaction. She's speaking another language. Take it back to an expert and then she hears. But I think Lady True would have technology that would detect that. If anyone That's was very bugged. sweet of you to think that all the plot holes are covered in the show. That remains to be seen if they cover every plot hole. It really does. Lady True doesn't seem messy. Or... But neither does Lori. So how is she going to stop? Do you really think that if Lori had her iPhone recording that Lady True would be like, I, iPhones don't exist. They I'm beepers. aware. Does the technology exist to record? What? There's a holographic DNA tree. But there are no course. cell phones. No, no, no. There are no cell phones. But that has something to do with, that's more to do with satellites and potentially what we're doing in space or not doing in space, but not to do with how do I get this recorded sound in there? No way. No way. There are no cell phones. Like We don't know what other compact technology they don't have. But cell phones aren't have. the only way to record sound. We have I know, it's probably something bigger. Yeah, but a tape is big. You can't just put you, that in your pocket. She's an and FBI in. agent. If there's the anyone who's going to have the smallest version of a tape recorder, it's Lori. The projector at the FBI meeting was huge. We don't know how advanced they are. We also don't know if they had that capability. I'm just I believe this that I the U.S. She... government in all universe is stealing secrets and knows more about stuff than they should. I don't know. think she's bugged at all. That's one plot now, I can't believe. But but see what 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 I'm confused about is why you think that Lady True would be able to hear the bug versus Lori not bugging no, it no, when not, Lori is naturally Lori, suspicious. Not true hearing it, but yeah, Mel You don't think Lori has the foresight to bug a conversation? No, but I do think Lady True has the foresight too try to prevent that with detection like we don't know if they were padded even down before analog they got detection in. like if it was a tape you can't like detecting like analog padded. devices is, we don't is, know but the tech in me is just True. like there are some things you can't detect it's like um like when spies would go moscow rules which is if you're spying and you're doing stuff you're like all analog non-traceable shit so if it's non-traceable analog there's no way she can detect i know but like happening. in our universe but in theirs i don't know the technology exists I'm just saying there's it's really like the telegraph like too many things came before for them to be like no recorded sound we can't do that we, like, have cell we phones. can't do it we can't they do can it they can call different planets they don't have cell phones That's, what else do they not have but they have holograms ancestry.com is a hologram with acorns magical encoded acorns with chips 24 me <laughs> yo if they can encode an acorn with some goddamn information they better know how to take a recording That's yeah. all I'm gonna say I'm going to just well, say they need to we'll redo agree their priorities. We'll agree to disagree. Lady True, don't let me down. Please don't be bugged. I'll look stupid. If anyone is letting anyone down, it's Lori because she should have bugged it. She's the veteran. There's no reason why she should be under any conversation with a suspect and not have recorded proof. That's what I'm going to say. But maybe because Lori's out of fucks to give, she doesn't care. Or if she's already clued into another game, she could be just be playing along, which is also a thing that she's just like playing Innocent. Oh, I don't know really what's happening here. Playing but Playing 4D chess with everyone. Exactly. Sounds like her. It would be very, very Lori. And so from there, oh, we do get a comment about Adrian's statue. That's right. The golden statue that she has in her Vietnamese 
oasis of having stuff. him looking old. She did, and that just cemented my theory that she put Adrian where he is. And many people haven't seen him and Mad Long, but my she knows take? what he looks like. It depends on what the hot take is. Or should we wait until we get to the Adrian part? Yes, yeah, well, it's just which is right Adrian after Adrian and Lady Trick. Yeah, we can we can wait. Well, the next mm. scene is the Adrian part, but. I'll just say my hot take now. My hot take is Lady True made Adrian sells company to her or she just like took it over somehow. And then she banished him to his island. Maybe she was going to expose him and she said, oh, if you can go to this island or I can expose you, give me your company. But I do think that something below the board happened to get the company. Like it wasn't voluntary. See, I think that something below the board happened, but I do think it was voluntary. Uh, doesn't the reasons for I think that don't really come into play yet because it's a little early. But Adrian describes it in the next scene as, "Oh, I thought this was a paradise, but I think it's a captive a captive situation." So that leads me to believe that at one point he thought this was an ideal place to be and that it would work out greatly. So what I'm going to assume at this time is, is that Lady True is using her intelligence in the same way that she used it with those parents who needed a baby, that she does her research. She knows how to speak to a person to get her desired goal and what to say. And she knew how to speak to a narcissist like Adrian and what to say to get him to do what she wanted until she got him into this place that he agreed to be in because clearly there was an agreement made and probably did the whole bait and switch of like, this is actually me locking you down because you are dangerous to society. You are dangerous to the planet. I have a new world order that I'm trying to bring in and you have a new world order that you were trying to do. It's incompatible. So you need to be over there and I'm actually going to take over matriarchy. I'm going to do it. It's going to be my world order because he had to, I feel like he went there smiling and that's why he's so bitter is that she got him in there and he was like, this is great. You're right. This is going to work out perfectly fine. No, you're, this is good. And then who knows how long he was there. He said four years in total, but how long it took for him to be like, okay, this is not what I thought. And she probably left him those things to be like, well, here's something to keep you busy. But I still don't think I made this technology. It. Yeah. Because she, well, she definitely she... has a long, a long game. Because she's it's connected to she's that very clock. cutthroat. So I do see her doing something to just take the company away and get him out. But what, again, but what conceivably be... could she do? Do you know what I mean? Like Adrian essentially disappears and then they declare him dead. And that's how it happens that she's able to ultimately get everything they send, I think, episode one or two. And so whatever she did, part of it relied on him not being present. But him disappearing was obviously his choice in some point in the plan, whether or not he can't leave. And he realized at some point, I can't leave. And now he's shooting clones through the force field atmosphere, whatever the fuck is going on up there, trying to figure out like, how do I get out of here? And it makes me laugh in a sense that he is such a smart person, such a genius. And clearly Lady True is beyond him just a little because she has outsmarted that's what him. I'm saying. That's she got I'm him in there. That's that she made him go. But see, but that's why I say I can't say made because that's not that she's too slick to use force because why wouldn't he be trying to break out the entire time if she forced him versus if she did it with Honey? Like, what's better than to get a um, an animal to go into your the cell as a captive willingly? But Here's why a snack. would he sell his huge company to her? He did over this. He did it. Remember, he was declared dead. So there is no way that we are actually confirmed that's that what he I'm was saying. like. Right, why but would he leave voluntarily? And he knows by leaving that she enticed him with the, science. But he's losing his company by leaving. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't seem like Adrian to just okay. I'll just go to this alternate dimension. We don't know where he is. 
Unless, without there being something pushing him that way. That's my point. That's my point. He's a genius. He knows stuff. At this time, I'm saying Lady True knows more. And she was able to leverage something that she knew he was obsessed about, fixated on. Potentially a, a nerdy problem or something to do with evolution, his own self. Who really fucking knows? And she dangled that carrot. And she was like, you want to know about this? Guess who cracked the code? She's obviously growing babies in a week. She gave the couple a baby. He's growing babies or he knows how to grow the babies because he has technology. He said it wasn't him who came up with it. So clearly she has some answer to something that he needed or needed access to. And this is how she enticed him. But he, being Adrian, was probably too narcissistic to see that she had a long game and that she was playing his ass until he was locked up. And he was like, oh, hold up. Damn, this bitch real smart. She is real smart. How do I get out of here? Let me make... 80,000 of these clone crookshanks and Mr. Phillips until I figure it out. I just, that's where I'm going with because I feel like she gamed him and that's what I want because that would lead to his, like, his rage. He killed all of his clones where he was like, I had a bad night. You killed like three dozen clones. Clearly it takes you a while to grow them. It's loud. It seems painful just to hear, let alone to be the clone. That I just feel like he's, this is a frustrated man who's stuck with something that he thought he understood. And just from the way that we know Adrian in the novels, he's such a fucking narcissist that it's easy to play narcissist in that way if you play into their shit. And they're, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're winning, you're winning, you got it all. And then last minute, pull the rug. And I hope that's what she did. But if we think of him in the series, he was very crafty as well, where he made it seem like he was the one architecting all of these murders. So I don't see how he could he's be old played now, by Lady True when he's a master trickster as well. You always can be out tricked, though. You can't you always can, be the I best. I don't know. Like, is Lady True that clever? Well, I know, That's up to Lindelof. Very smart. That's up to Lindelof. That's what we know, but because this is a this is thirty years later, so there's always new geniuses. There's always someone who's going to surpass the genius of a person who came before. Invariably, someone would come after Adrian, who was smarter than Adrian. Maybe it's Lady True, because you can't be at the top forever. It's not, it's not the nature of the universe. Everything's cyclical. Everything that begins must end. And so Adrian's reign as the smartest bitch on the planet would have to end. And I think it would be fantastic that it transferred to a woman who looks like she's a Vulcan because that's fantastic. <laughs> Especially if she tricked his fucking ass into that weird mansion of horrors that he's created for himself. Alternate, alternate dimension. Where does he dispose of the, of the clones? Where do you think he put them? All in the water? I that's not, not good that's for gross. that lake. They all float. Not the babies. He threw them in there. And I just was like, you. Just... Yeah, they are. That dead. was. Speaking of which, that's where we jump into from this scene. Essentially, is he is tossing babies from a little yes, boat the into a lake or something. So and... one thing I think we agree on for our hot take is Adrian got the clone technology from Lady True. Yes. Because he states he's not the creator, just the master. Right. Because and... he would never do such a horrible thing to such pathetic creatures. Because to live without purpose is to the worst it's the worst and i think beyond is also created in a similar way yes i i slightly went into my theory about that but i do yeah believe bring she it back a, bring a it clone back. of her mama and just genetic material within her family most certainly lady true possibly other people if she's trying to create a super version of herself super smart super I wonder whatever if she also grew in the water or how it works out well when we see her she's attached to an iv which was interesting and so i was speculating about the beyond because I'm pretty sure that was beyond in the first scene with the parents who get the baby. So theoretically, because she was buying the land ahead of time, it seemed like that was a flashback to some years prior. You think beyond is like 13? I think 
she could be anywhere between 13 to 19. There's no way to tell, but she's young. She's a youth. But if that was beyond in the beginning and that's beyond current day with Will, where's the aging? Where's the maturity? Where is the thing that indicates that she is older than she was before? So maybe she's like Crookshanks and Mr. Phillips. If she was grown or created by her mother, that she is locked within this age. And that's why she needs the IV because not all of your experiments have have gone the way that they yeah, should maybe natural. to keep her alive. You need to do other stuff. So it's all very interesting um, what's happening there. I don't, yeah, I don't have answers, mostly just questions. I have guesses, but a whole lot of questions. Which is, I'm like, I always say each week, I hope all my questions are answered. And because they're not. There's so many. 90% of our questions are about the clones every episode. And Who again, that, that shiny, shiny magnetic Manhattan dick, which again, oh, it showed. seemed too long to make any As sense for a human. Just that, <laughs> ergonomically. But, uh, <laughs> And I couldn't even figure out why he was throwing out those babies in the water. I assume they just were not good. But the way he was looking at it, he was like, oh, I can tell just by looking at it. It's not a useful clone. They just throw it into the water and just weird. In one cough, I thought it was disturbing visuals. breathing and just threw it in. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't good. And then he put some other babies that he had that were super pale into like a steampunk clone um, bake machine, which is what I call it because what else can we say about <laughs> that thing? It's steampunk. It's old. Somehow it still works. And he puts them in these little things. And then this is one a great use of like, take the camera off screen and let your imagination do its work because we have no idea. Yeah, you just hear bones cracking. Screaming from the babies. Like it yeah, sounds painful. Oh. It does not sound like a process anyone wants to go through. Even he had to turn music on. And eat his so dry ass it. fucking cake. That cake is just, can we talk about the cake? It's, it's just old. so dry. It's dry. The frosting dry. Oh, and by the, the way, you guys. Dry. Each episode, the cake has the same number of candles that are the episode number. So when we see the cake this episode, there are four candles. And in episode three, there were three. In episode two, there were two. In episode one, there are one. So who knows what it means? But definitely with this fucking show, it means yeah, something. Yeah, keep your eyes so on the cake. Let's put it on the list. Cake is not a lie in this case. So after he fully bakes the humans to size... He says that the clones are like flaws in the design that is his home, which again makes me think that this was a design created by someone else. And best guess at this point, who could do it? Lady True. Where's the game master this episode? The game master, I don't think, involves themselves unless he's breaking rules. It seems like the game so master just appears. it's not an observer. Okay. No, like a warden. Like, I'm not here to watch you like a babysitter unless you are breaking these very specific rules that were clearly set by someone that say you could do whatever you want, including murder all these clones and make a whole bunch of new ones as long as you don't do this other thing. Yeah, what are the rules? Can we see the rule book? Won't someone please give us the rule book? But that scene was great because we get the big reveal that he's not the creator of the biodroid clone thingies and that someone definitely put him there without his awareness that he would not be able to leave. See? Lady True and Force. I'll let it go. But see, we'll but, see. But why would he go if it was again? We'll just well, you <laughs> think he forced she forced him, and I think she forced him with finesse. And we also get the reveal that he was been there four years. Yeah, just and that four he's years trying to get before. the fuck out. You know, which is why my force field theory is back on with what he's shooting. Yeah, him the through. Wakanda in, yeah. type force field. And the preview shows that he is in his weird um aquanaut suit trying to go up there. We'll see what happens, Adrian. I don't know. I don't know. Remember he tried the other clone and the guy froze to death. Right. So we'll see if this actually works. He shot like a Crookshanks and a Phillips up there without the bodysuit. I'm just like, what are you, what are these experiments doing, bro? Like you're shooting them up there with just protection and then not. And what are the what are the what's the results? What's happening here? I wonder if they hit the barrier and just go somewhere else, or they I have evaporate. no idea. Maybe they come yeah, back I down eventually. Know the physics of this no thing. 
And the transition from this scene via the moon was also super cool. Yeah, there are two good ones. There's a waffle into the fence opening and then the moon from the, like, what is it? Catapult thing. Right. Pretty cool. Again, great editing. Very good editing. So I guess after that, Angela gets home and her hubby Cal is reading All Things Falls Apart. And she ruins the ending. Well, she wanted to fight. And she said it. She was like, hey, here's the ending. He's like, oh, that seems like it makes sense. She was like, clarification. I came here to fight. <laughs> I'm I'm here to argue, He's honey. He's very can't calm. Tell. I'm like, okay. That's why they married. Because he gets it. He's like, oh, I know you came here to fight. And I'm going to troll you a little bit about this and pretend like I don't know why you're upset about, oh, is it Lori? Oh, is that she came over? Oh, well, you know, I did tell her this, that, and the other, and this, that. And then at the end of it, she's like, <laughs> you didn't say that, did you? And he's like, of course not, babe. Yeah, I just lied. I lied. It hurt. I lied. I you know, it. I hate to lie. But I'm lying for your ass. You can tell he loves her. He wants right? to lie for her to the feds. That's why their marriage is working. If they were keeping secrets from each other, like if she was just doing all this on her own without any emotional support, I would say their relationship is going to go down by the end of this, the show. But the fact that he is the one person that knows every step of what she's doing, that's that that bodes well for the fact that he's ride or die. That when she's like, listen, babe, it's all off. We got to run back to Vietnam. He's like, okay, <laughs> back getting to my bag. Are we safe, Angela? <laughs> we're not safe? Okay, let's go to Vietnam. It also be really suspicious be because she disappears at night all the time. I feel like it also creates some right. conflict that way. She talks about how Lori knew that they met in Vietnam and about the accident. That's when it comes up. And he says that it didn't come up like with them, but that he thinks Lori wants to help her. And I'm like, hmm, maybe to help find an old man. I'm like, yeah, she wants to find an old man, but who knows why <laughs> she wants to find this old man. Don't trust her. I don't know that she actually wants to help Angela. And of course, Angela's like, bitch, I can find her by myself. I can find him by myself. I don't need, I don't need Lori. I don't need anybody. I'm me and I can do it. Meet you in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. Get yours. Uh, I believe that Angela should have O's every week for every episode. <laughs> so I'm glad that they're keeping that up. And after this, we get our final scene with Lady True and Beyond which is very revealing, although not at all at the same time with what's happening there, because this is when we see her connected to the IV and she's sick and she wakes up from a nightmare. Is a nightmare, yeah. She walks over, puts on her glasses, tell her mom, and she talks about men in the village being horrible. And they got marched out. Marched out. She had to walk for such a long time and that even though she's awake, she can still feel the pain in her feet. And that's what made me think about like genetic memory or just something else happening here that she is having these physical realities, even though she's still awake. Uh-oh, Lady True, it sounds like your experimentations are taking on some other connotations that you probably are aware of because what's the IV about? And I love it. She's like, will you walk me back to bed? She's like, no, baby girl. No, no, my love. No, no. hello. No, go take those sore feet back to bed. <laughs> she's so rude. She's not a very nice mother. I don't know. I think she's straight to the point. She's just like, no, like you asked and I Mothers answered. wouldn't do that to their child. Oh, you had a bad dream. Walk it off. Oh, she's like, oh, They're do you have my genetic memories? Most people wouldn't give their genetic trauma as a at choice, like if they could. Like, let me impart to you this thing that will never leave me. But it's been in general a nightmare. Being Lady True's daughter? Well, Lady True seems a person that would do that. But just a general parent probably wouldn't be like, hey, walk it off. Maybe if they were a military parent, they were like, just shrug your shoulders. Everything is going to be all right. And you're like, oh, I don't. Okay. All right. A positive attitude doesn't fix everything, but sure. Sure. So that's where my clone theory really took took flight when she was talking about the village. And I'm like, ancestral memory. Yeah, I totally agree. That's really smart. And as she walks off, she's like, oh, good, good night, Mr. Reeves. And I'm like, oh, Granddaddy Will is here. 
Of course. Oh, well. Of course. She had to give him the message that she was like, so I spoke to Angela and she said, fuck you. Do what you damn self. <laughs> <laughs> just just to let you know the cliff notes, what we spoke about, the same the cliff notes, that's a direct verbatim statement from her. She said, fuck you. And so her will has been there. Who knows? Potentially for hours talking about the plan, whatever the plan is. That's going to make Angela mad. Yeah. Because Lady True seems to question like his his commitment to this plan. I wonder what he promised her. Because obviously it's going to affect Angela negatively. Is someone going to die? He implies that he's already done something that she will be very upset about and she will discover it. So I don't know what this. I thought it was upcoming, whatever they're trying to do. I'm pretty sure he said the phrase. He said in three days she'll find out what I did and she'll hate me forever because he sounded like he was saying it in the past tense. Oh, so it already happened. In three days I'm going to do a thing and she'll find out. It's like in three days she'll find this out. And so I don't, I don't know. It could be anything. It literally could be anything to do with her parents. Well, her parents are dead. Something could. She doesn't know how they died. A bomb could go off. I don't know. I think that her parents' death has something to do with Will knows, yeah. and that she doesn't have the whole truth about that or why it happened, and maybe she'll be upset about that because that has to be part of it. And I also think it affected Cal, so that could be a pretty awful thing to figure out. What affected Cal? Whatever happened in Vietnam. Oh, sure, I'm just sure, assuming sure. what happened to the parents also affected Cal some way. Maybe if the overarching theme is just like war or strife, then yes, because so many things can come from that starvation sickness physical injuries emotional trauma so who really knows what they're talking about yeah we shall see so something that he did angela's gonna know in three days we assume by episode five and that is how he makes it plain to lady true that he is in for the whole kit and caboodle whatever the fuck that means and he got up and walked away and this is after she made that remark because she was being a smart ass. Because she was basically like, yo, um, all these little breadcrumbs you're doing are super annoying with Angela. Why can't we just tell her straight up what this plan is? And he was like, because she can't handle it. I know my kin well enough to know she can't. So we're going to have to do these breadcrumbs and that's going to be what it is. And she's like, I don't know. feels passive aggressive. And the exact phrase is something. What is it that she says? It's still too cute by half. <laughs> And you Googled it, which is basically yeah, I like, never heard that before. You're so proud of being clever and shit, but, but you're all, not. Smart. But ultimately, I'm not I'm not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a cute way for Lady True to be like, I see what you're trying to do. Well, but I don't I'm not buying it. And he was like, hold up, ho. Aren't you doing the same thing? <laughs> Just, ma'am. It's different. It's ma'am. different. And in she my was case. like, OK, but do as I say, not as I do that. It's not about we were me. We're talking about it's different. you, not me. It's different. He's like, well, maybe you could explain to point. your child why she's having nightmares because I know. I know. <laughs> She's like, okay, you got me there. Forget it. You say you're in. I'm still in. Cool, cool, cool. Let's do the plan. Let's keep it moving. New world order by us commencing in T minus however many days. Because this is clearly about upending the system. Whatever system, all the systems. With the clock? Like, I don't know what's right. going to happen with that. A bomb? Who knows? I was thinking time travel in some way or That'd time cool. manipulation. But who knows? Who knows? Also dimensions. Dimension because manipulation. Because we know she can sure. do that. Right. And also I thought it was kind of uh, interesting where she mentioned that the clock can withstand anything except a nuclear blast. So will something go off? Maybe the clock's part of... Could be weird foreshadowing. Kind of yeah. like the Angela, are we safe? I'm waiting for the Angela, are we in? not safe? Right. Yeah. Why throw it in unless it is relevant? I agree. And of course, we can't forget the fact that while he's having this ridiculous, petty conversation with Lady True, he gets the fuck up when she starts asking about the pills. He just stands up like, bitch, I could, I'm gonna walk bitch, I'm good. Down these stairs. My feet are just fine. He's like, my feet are fine. Pills unlike your daughter, working. unlike your daughter, my feet are good. I can walk. And I'm like, I see. Well, <laughs> I knew you had some jaunt left in your step at your old age. 
105 still walking like a young person. Got them fresh knees. Probably could jump rope if you wanted to. And I love that this episode ended with um, the song Time is on My Side by Irma Thomas. And the only other film or like media piece I can say that I've heard this from and it stuck was actually the film Fallen by Denzel Washington. And I I want to say it was the Rolling Stones version. What is that about? Is um, it recent or is it? No, it's not super recent. It's a number of years old, but he plays a detective and it's in the fantasy sci-fi genre thing of there's a guy going up for death row and, you know, horrible killer. And when he's being executed, he's singing this song. Time is on my side. He's singing that song. And so because Denzel Washington's character had a role in bringing him to justice, he's there for the execution, sees this song. And as the movie progresses, you realize that that, the killer spirit was being, he was a demon. He was being inhabited by oh, something. Oh, a twist. And so this spirit starts to taunt and follow Denzel, who thinks like, oh, I got this guy. And so the way the lore works in the movie is that the spirit or the demon can move via touch. And there's this great scene where like Denzel Washington's moving through a crowd. And let's say it starts back with a little boy and he's trying to run and it's just like, passing through the crowd and so it fucks you up because people will think you're crazy if you're like this person has tried to kill me the fucking spirit moves bodies and it's like what that guy's crazy he tried to kill me and so he gets all fucked up and in a moment where he's trying to feel like you know how do i kill how do i kill this thing how do i end this thing this spirit has to not be able to inhabit a living thing and for the for the spirit it's like time is always on my side always on my side and this Mm. is a song that he consistently sings every time he hears it you get reminded that this evil entity is close and it was interesting that they used that song here especially with what this what we're speculating about with the clock that lady true is building and time what's going to be done with it how is time going to be on their side how has time been on will's side it's just an interesting thing because all the songs they've ended with like we said the beastie boys in the other episode it seems like they have allegories for the story and what they're choosing. I mean, all the songs they choose for this show are really great. Do the Nine Inch Nails people also pick the songs at the end or they're just making the songs? You know what? I don't know. I would assume they're composing the original tracks and that there's probably a music supervisor that picks these songs. But either way, uh, it's it's working out, guys. You're doing <laughs> it. It's it's good. Good choices. Also, the end, they will said TikTok. Which we he did see the Seven Calvary say. Right. So then I the jumped into, are they working with Seven Calvary? Because that would make zero sense. But we don't we don't know. <laughs> we don't, we, we don't, don't know. know. Anything, anything could happen. Will is full of his parables and nonsense. That's why I'm with Angela. But she's like, man, shut the fuck up and just tell me straight up what you want to do. Because That'd she be is sick of it. a crazy twist that they're she's working sick. with Calvary. But why? That's what I'm saying. Right. But the only and, people and, who said TikTok are them. But maybe it's TikTok to reveal, like maybe yeah, they're using Calvary as pawns because the Calvary doesn't look like yeah, that's what I'm they saying. have geniuses like Lady yeah. True. But they can be used as a pawn to push the situation further, like this agenda with Judd, where right now, as far as the FBI and the police are concerned, it's 7th Calvary and they're focusing on them. And we know for sure, maybe 7th Calvary is involved, but in a tertiary way. That yeah, is that's being controlled like, I don't think they're by working like, directly. Unless no, but they, they seem like they deal. are, but they're like the puppet strings are probably being held yeah. by Lady True and Will. But I just want to know what's happening with that. Got to wait to the season finale. Yeah, what, is she, what is Lady Gotta True going to do in three days? Sorry, what is Will going to do in three days? What are Lady True and Will going to do in three days? I think that How whatever is it is involved? they did will be exposed or it's the time, the time period for something to, for Someone's the next step in their die. plan. 
because they're revealing things slowly. That's part of the plan. Let's reveal this at this step. Let's do this other step. Let's take this car. Let's return this car. So it is an organized event they're doing. And so in three days is the next step that Will knows is going to cause even more strife between him and Angela. Also, she's inspired so. by Vite based on Vite's Vite by a statue. Maybe she's going to do another Watchmen type massacre where she kills a large amount of people to accomplish some goal. But there's not a huge That's an interesting. international issue in this universe currently in the 2000s. But we never know. She, we'll see. I think she, she treats Adrian the way she treats that statue, that she has a certain degree of reverence for him because of what he did accomplish with his brain. But like anything else, like what she said about that statue. But he is old. He is the past. I am the future. And I have, I mean, at this point, I have no doubt in my mind that she's that she relayed that 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 jauntiness, for lack of a better word, to him, where she's like, you did so great. Thank you for everything you did, sweetie. But... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's some inspiration you don't know in there. You don't know anything. There's a really smart person who's But Adrian failed. Who's too smart. So why would she want to be like Adrian when Adrian failed? Well, he did accomplish his goal of averting ish. Well, he prevented the Cold War. I mean, he did, but at the same time, it, you I know he did obviously kill people and he traded bad. lives. He if did. millions of people died in the Cold War, but you just killed millions of people right now, that's the Thanos solution, which is no solution. No, I know. <laughs> But because he did that, and no one knows that the squid thing was him, theoretically. There was peace. So theoretically, again, no one knows. People have died. I do think that Lady True knew, and she. I think Lady True knows. Out. Yeah, yeah, for she, sure. No, she does know. That's why I think that she kicked him out. But we will see what happens with that. And see, I'm just not of the thought that Adrian cares enough about people's perception that the sole threat of "I could expose you" would get him to leave his company. I just don't know. I don't like I feel like it would take something more significant that he would be interested in than I can expose you because it just seems like there has to be there should be more, especially with a mind as obsessed and fixated as Adrian was on things and assuming he was right with his narcissism. I don't know. But all that remains to be seen. But all in all, another great episode from Watchmen. Is there a break for the holidays for the show or it continues going on? I know some shows. I don't know. HBO usually doesn't. That's usually broadcast. Oh, that's like ABC stuff. Yeah, okay. traditional broadcast channels. Also, quick shout out to Richie, who sent us an email where he talks about a lot of great observations he made. And one I found really interesting was how he talked about black families being asked to fight in World War One when they're one generation removed from slavery. Right. So giving up your life for a country that enslaved your parents, enslaved your grandparents... And the emotional toll that brought. A valid point. As we talked about with a number of, a few instances at least in American history. And there's dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of those known. And I'm sure others that are unknown. Of just like, you know, small tragedies and large tragedies in the lives of black citizens. Who are constantly dealing with this dichotomy of serve your country. These are the creeds of America. You know, land of the free, home of the brave. But here you are not free. Free to fight, but not free to live and not get your house burned yeah, down. Yeah, without discrimination. Or burning cross one. Yeah, <laughs> on yeah, your yeah, thing yeah. or spit on by your superior officer, which is absurd. It's ridiculous. And not many people have had to deal with that, those conundrums in life, but black people have, for sure, <laughs> exactly. during all the world wars. Like, from the very beginning of, like, here we are, Revolutionary War, Civil War. units. Right, right. Yeah, the whole shebang. And your color and your ethnicity being used as some sort of leverage to either get you to fight or not to fight. This has been a consistent strain on this motherfucking continent. 
And so it's nice that they were actually having a bit of a nuanced and intelligent conversation about it in this fictional world because not enough people bring it up. It's just like one of those things that's just like, okay, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, I never even thought of that, of how brief a time period is between a lot of world events. So brief. And what people are going through emotionally at the right. same time as these right. international crises were happening. Oh, wait, should we do our favorite lines? Okay. Yeah, when uh, the last line before she leaves. Okay. Fine. Here comes your line. I suppose you don't want me to tell her about these either. Be careful of that one. She is extremely weird. <laughs> See? If Looking Glass is saying that you're extremely weird, you are very you weird. are very weird. You are very peculiar, and he hasn't even seen what's in her silver briefcase. So, oh, I'm never over Keep it. That never over home. that. Never over it. Never forget. All right, let me go to my favorite line. Which one did you choose again? It's at the facility. She'd like to invite you to have tea in her vivarium. May I show you the way? Yes, you may. You may be on. Please do. Ladies. Here we go. So sorry. Ladies only. <laughs> it's ladies Ladies night. only. That's my favorite line because she was so cute and quaint. She's oh, so sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, that's my favorite line because hashtag uh, misandry. Uh, she's she's doing it. And I and it was Petey and Petey needed to be left outside. He is not at the pay grade for any of that conversation. That Can he leave the show? Else. I wouldn't be angry okay. about it. <laughs> you just want Petey gone out of Lori's bedroom he and out of the fucking show. <laughs> and did he? That's questionable. Just be but. annoying. <laughs> I hate to see it. Maybe he'll end up dead. Actually, that's my new wager that PD will end up dead before the show is done. I he think there'll be, be a lot of deaths before the end of the show, unfortunately. Will PD be one of them? Some people we like. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's pretty disposable. Yeah, he's a red shirt, so PD's gone. He should be a red shirt, anyways. I mean, you were just saying get him out the show. Now you're like, I don't know. Wait, he red might shirt? Stick what do you mean by that? Oh, oops, nerdiness. So, Star Trek? Never. Oh, seen damn. It. Okay, don't so. Judge me, guys. <laughs> it's. <laughs> judge her no i'm just kidding um red shirts were basically characters that would appear in episodes of star trek that you would see them and you would know that they were disposable dispensable by the end of the episode oh. like if someone's gonna die it's not gonna be your major characters or something bad's gonna happen it's gonna happen to a red shirt and so that was just sort of like a thing yeah he's a red shirt I think. yeah if you ever see the movie galaxy quest they make jokes about this red shirt with like because it's like um it's kind of like space balls where it's a movie about the ridiculousness of Star Trek in terms of going to conventions and stuff, but then also it's really real. Oh, we can actually go to space and do this stuff. And they make a joke about a cast member who was like a red shirt, just there to be like killed. So that's what it is. That's why I think PD is that he's just there to serve a visual purpose until it's time for him to die and move the plot along. And we know that Lori will shed no tears, not over her lost uh, fuckboy toy or um, death, because again, she doesn't seem to give a fuck about anybody. Yeah. Like Lady True. <laughs> She's like, I don't. I'm actually good. They can become great friends. Empathy is for other people, not yeah, like for me. He just says exposition stuff. That's why I don't feel like he serves a purpose where he just comes in like, oh, right. yeah, in the comic book, this happened. He's a plot this mover. This is his background. He's I'm a like, plot mover. Petey, you need to go. Please leave. Petey, get the fuck out. <laughs> go ahead. Go talk to your Argentinian friend Girls at the Argentina only. desk. Argentina desk. Um, oh, yeah, it's connect. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, great episode. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Again, if you want to talk to us about Watchmen happenings, you can add us at a Sister Night Pod on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Or email us at sisternightpod at gmail.com. Again, we talked about Richie's email, which is really great. So if you really want to 
bring up a topic for the next episode, a thing you want us to talk about, please do. We're always excited to see yes. emails and tweets. Feed into our conspiracy theories. Add to them yourself yeah, or insane. shoot them down. Say, here's the clown makeup now. You can only agree with fools. me, honestly. <laughs> if you disagree with Candace, write in. But if you disagree with me, don't bother. She said, leave that shit in your inbox. Just kidding. Stress. I want to see all of it. You guys are very insightful. No, yeah, we love when people reach out. And there's so many things, like, honestly, we say all kinds of stuff about the show, but we don't know. We're making guesses. So <laughs> we're just, saying, things, we're just saying shit. We're just saying shit, like we said, episode one, and we'll see what sticks. Who knows? So you can see what sticks with us and send us your most outlandish theories. Is Lady True actually a Vulcan? Are we getting some sort of universal crossover How here? How does she do her hair? Is she inspired is she by Vulcans? Curling iron? Do Vulcans exist in this universe? Is she, is she a, a red Star Trek fan? <laughs> She's definitely not a red shirt. She's up there with the I just learned that fascist way, so I dictators. Want to use it like she's just like a more acceptable, more palatable Mark Zuckerberg. Do you know what I mean? Like she's clearly someone nefarious who is running a huge operation where they're not telling the that people what they're up to. Right? That knows way too much about citizens, but seems. So I say she's better than Zuckerberg because she like her face, her face moves. Like she has facial expressions. Um, cool hair. She tells better cool jokes. Clothes. She doesn't come off as an android. She comes off as a real person. <laughs> and so I, I like her ridiculous energy, and I would like to see how she grows babies, and if she has improved the process from that steampunk clone machine that Adrian has, that apparently sure results so. in bone crunching, like you're becoming a lichen. You and know, screaming like screaming babies. Oh. Do you remember like werewolves um, in the Underworld film when they would like turn yeah, into werewolves like, the and the bones come out? <laughs> like it's Ew. just that's painful. Who was that? Nobody. Nobody. So yeah, I think that's it for us today, you guys. We will see you next week. I forget how we sign off. How do we oh, sign it's off? Oh, it's a nights out, isn't it? What is it? Night. Oh, I just, oh wait, yeah, night that, out, night out. Oh, that's gonna be our new thing. It's how Angela is like, bitch. I'm, I'm gone. Night out, night out, y'all. Night out. Till next week. <laughs>